0: Um, I'm sure you guys have questions. What we're, how we're going to do the questions and answers is we're going to have um, people line up, I think, and Ted is going to come up here and sort of moderate that. So if you have questions, why don't you just start lining up here if you if you want to come and, and ask your question at the podium. Okay, here we go. Uh, you'll just
1: give us your name and direct uh, your question to everyone.
2: Hi, my name is Rick Pickett. i I uh, believe that this is a conspiracy. Finder. But I had a question, Monica. when you held up that FEMA yes. packet the polar, What
3: exactly were you trying to implicate as to what that meant? Have they been No, I'm gonna hear me. Okay, good. Imagery. Um well, you know, I'm not I'm a I'm a firm believer that there are no coincidences. So on that note, this again, this was the cover of the manual, but this is from the government, and I just have a copy of it, but you can go online and see it. So what I find is, and maybe it's me, but 1997, this is what our government had on the front of their manual. This is where the plane hit the tower. Can we all, can you see that? Describe it. Describe it. It's a it's a um, a target area on the the um, back tower there. That's the first tower. That's the second tower that was hit. The first one to fall, and it's from the Jersey side. I was on the Brooklyn side, so this is the angle from New Jersey, and I just find it a coincidence. <laughs> Same exact place, and from 1997. So. You can all come to your own conclusions on that.
2: And the only reason why I was asking yeah. that is because you made a point of it being 1997, but there's also the devil's advocate of it. 1993 bombing for the World Trade Tower. Right. So therefore, that's why they would
3: pick
2: that imagery. the dream.
3: And and that's cool. I like the devil's, devil's advocate, but, but my question to you is,
4: is why would they put crosshairs?
3: Exactly, and they went into the basement before. If you listen, please, if anybody gets a chance, William Rodriguez, um, he is an amazing human being, and he was the janitor in the towers. He helped save I don't know how many people. He will tell you also, if you hear him speak, that there were explosions in the basement. I've been in the basement of those towers, And and I heard that also from firemen. A lot of firemen told me that too because they were commiserating afterwards. Again, you know, they were pretty blown out and everything else. But I don't know how many firemen I spoke to, New York City firemen, that um, said that there were multiple explosions, and especially down in the basement. And I guess they didn't finish the job the first time.
5: Uh, Monica, I'd like to comment on the the significance of '97. In '96, the Pentagon had their planes. The 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 plane the Pentagon had the planes as bombs study in 96. So that's when they knew they were going to use planes. Okay, uh, my question is, well, I just wanted to make a statement
0: first and then address the question. Um, there's a new movie, Press for Truth, 9 which you can watch on the Google video. Very good, it just talks about how basically all the families in 9-11 have blocked in their investigations, which almost
5: blocked. Well, I haven't really read uh, Rubicon but it was not one of the earlier books. It was delayed and delayed and it finally came out with basically a, a lie hop, let it happen on purpose, like the drills there are all the lie hop drills, uh, almost a defensive lie hop after my hop was already carrying the day. Uh, actually, I, I really finished with Rupert with the Gary Webb thing, where he, where he came out with all guns blazing. No, it was a, it was a suicide. And now he's done so many bizarre things that it just really looks like like this latest thing burglarizing himself in Ashland, Oregon. Now he's gone off to m- create a new identity from that and gone off to Venezuela to do God knows what for the CIA. I, I, I don't know. That's my opinion.
6: Assassinate Hugo <laughs> the the mic. This mic
5: does not work. Does
7: not work? Oh, this one.
5: I'm sorry. That is the mic. This is the Atrapa. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not going to repeat all that. <laughs>
1: ah. <laughs>
7: says judge people by
5: their okay. Yeah. okay, I think a couple people want to comment on that. I would, I would definitely agree that this uh, left-right is one of the many divide-and-conquer things that they use. They use religion, they use minorities, they get people fighting each other. Uh, and as far as the Democrats are concerned, they're they're just as cooked and corrupt as the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: yes, in reference to that, I, I agree 100%. And um, Clinton is golfing with uh, George Sr. And I'm going to pass the mic on after I've just mentioned that. I think you all get
7: the idea. I've been involved in organizing events ever since I heard a speaker named John Stockwell, who was highest ranking CIA to go public. And I heard him on November 5th, 1986 in Casa Real, Aztec Center, San Diego State. I will never forget the day. Changed my life uh, because I began searching for truth. And John Stockwell said uh, every few seconds, Don't believe what I'm saying. Read, 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 read. That's the least controlled way of getting information. Uh, While well, another speaker that I brought was a guy named Bo Grites, who was the most decorated uh, Green Beret in Vietnam. Uh, he's ultra right wing, and he's like totally against immigration, affirmative action, stuff like that. However, uh, I draw ideas from all over the place, including Bo rights and one of the things he said that I strongly believe in is that this nation is governed by a party called the Republicrats. And he said sometimes they send in the A team, and sometimes they send in the B team. And I totally believe that there's very little difference between the two parties. They have these divisive issues like abortion and, and uh, gays and stuff like that, but basically their policies in terms of corporate profit and war making, very very similar.
3: Just to make mention, John Stockwell, which I've, I've known through my mom, a uh, good man. You can uh, see on this, if you're interested in buying it, $10. There's an, uh, he'll be speaking it. Uh, the title is What I've Learned About U.S. Foreign Policy, the War Against the Third World. They're a school of the assassins. You can get a little information on that. I highly recommend that.
1: They have them right back in the corner. And is holding up some samples right there. Thank you.
7: Yeah, John Stockwell was uh, in the U.S. Marines for 19 years. Part of that was uh, active duty, part of it was reserves. He was recruited into the CIA, uh, which is done with lots and lots of military people. And as John explains, he didn't tell his wife, he didn't tell the person, the soldier sleeping on the next bunk from him, he was CIA. But he was with CIA for 13 years. He, He got involved with operations, for example, a guy in Vietnam, a police chief, who the U.S. was supporting, who liked to carve people up while they were still alive, mutilation. So Stockwell went to his boss and said, I don't want to work with this guy. And so his boss said, well, you will work with him or you'll never have another job with the U.S. government. And he said, you don't understand what we understand. And one day, if if you knew everything the president knew, uh, then uh, you would understand why we do the things we do. So Stockwell said he stuck it out, he stayed with them for 13 years, got on the National Security Council, and what he said he found was a bunch of old men falling asleep while the lives of thousands were decided. So he, uh, he wrote a book called In Search of Enemies. He's one of the best-known, if not the best-known, ex-CIA people to go public.
1: Gloria, did you want to add to this? No. Okay.
4: No, thank you. Could you guys hear me? okay um, my name is javad and uh i just want to say that adolf hitler once said what luck for people that people do not think and no offense to you guys but he was totally right um, people don't think and when i tell people 9 11 was an inside job they go oh i don't believe that and um i could i think that gentleman was there uh, there was a lebanese palestinian event at san Diego state and i just got up and i said 9 11 was an inside job um, the war on terrorism is bogus. And the professors are saying, thank you, thank you, next please, you could sit down. And they just didn't want to hear it. Like I was going to go into details. But people don't care about details. And um, we can't have our number one export to be weapons if there's no war on terror. Our number one export is weapons. You know how disgusting
8: that is? Very.
4: OK, I just want to say two quick comments. Number one, October fifth, world can't wait, is having a protest at front of Horton Plaza. I hope some of my friends and I, we're going to have this big banner. It's going to say 9-11 was an inside job. We're going to get chewed out, but we have the truth. You know, They have not given us one shred of evidence. And I can say with confidence that 9-11 was an inside job. Um, yeah, okay, so you just want me to get down because I don't have a question. Oh, I understand, but uh, another thing, 9-11 Mysteries, it's a DVD that just came out. It'll be, it'll be available online in a week or so. I highly recommend you guys watch this. This gentleman here see. just said he watched it. must
6: see. Yeah. Yes.
4: Uh, Professor James Fetzer said he cried after he saw this. Like It's like, whoa. So I just want to say, uh, remember, the, remember the movie 9-11 Mysteries, because it's going to rock your world. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to thank everyone for coming here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
9: Thank you. Hello. Um, I just, that I think one way that would help um, enlighten people would be uh, to have not what I feel a lot that this event was was sort of lopsided, not enough debating from both sides. And his the kid who was here before, I didn't get his name. I'm sorry. Um, said that you know he when he spoke out, uh, people just said, "Okay, that's enough." You know, so it. They had already made up their minds. And I feel while this is about people seeking truth, it sort of was preaching to the choir a bit, I feel. I feel like, you know, uh, I saw loose change, stuff like that. I came here. Perhaps people that are questioning things would, you know, be here. And so they already think that way. And people that wouldn't or just don't, don't, so that they wouldn't be here. But if there was something set up where people would defend both sides and there was open debate and two sides, you know, yeah, that, that's how uh-huh. it
1: Actually, actually, the opposite of the, uh, the 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 other opposition has, has been invited numerous times yeah. by scholars for San Diego uh, for the 9/11. They the, they they have been invited many times to debate in public, and none of the. Uh, engineers that were involved in any of the original uh, government stories, none of the uh, people that are discussed, except for the talk show hosts, the ones that have literally no meaning at all.
3: I I just have to make mention of this, and and if you don't know, you you really should. There is a million-dollar reward that's being offered by a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Walter, and he's made it his life's quest along with... um, william rodriguez who is the gentleman that i spoke about uh, before the survivor uh, to prove what had happened on 9-11 nobody a million dollars i think somebody would want a million dollars in their pocket this has been widely spread and of course nobody has claimed that money so yes i've seen in numerous events and numerous times people don't want to debate the other side doesn't want to come and debate because They have nothing to debate with. We sit with the light. We sit with the truth.
0: I'm I'm just going to repeat the data. I believe it's at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Dylan Avery and one of the editors of the book that just came out, 9-11 Myths. It's sort of a fluffed up version of the Popular Mechanics article. But it will be on Link TV. If you have DirecTV, that's channel 375. If you don't have TV, you can get it online on democracynow.org.
1: On it, on the, it's the Amy Goodman Show? Yeah, oh, wow. So it's going to be a good one. Okay, our, next, our next question here.
10: My name's Renee, and I'm reading a book called Behold a Pell Horse by William Cooper for the third time. And the first time I read it was like in the 90s, and I thought it was fiction. Second time I read it, I thought he was crazy. And now this third time that I've read it, I'm actually starting to think that maybe there's some water to the things that he's had to say. But one thing that he said in it is he said that when it came to this point that if the country did not revolt against the government um, for the things that they have done, that the last thing and the last resort is that you have to get your family, you got to rally around them, and you have to fight and protect your family because you can't change the mind of people who don't want to believe this. And what I want to know is... What is a revolution, and where does it start? What are we really, really, truly going to do? And when, And when is somebody going to call me and tell me to get my family together and start rallying around them because nobody cares anymore? Good
1: question. Good question. Okay, somebody.
3: That was an excellent question. The revolution will not be televised. Does anybody know what that is? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, Another must-see, it's the uh, coup that's captured um, by some uh, Irish uh, filmmakers of Hugo Chavez, the American government, doesn't like him too much. You know what, Uh, as a mother, I think what would really put a fire under my butt is the draft. Now, we've all seen the draft happen before, and I think if you're not a parent, then again, go ahead and find some kids that you really like, and look at them really hard. They don't look good in body bags. So, uh, to protect our children, the draft is is, is is part of it. When a tomato's five dollars, I mean the gas is already up there. I don't know what else it's going to take. I'm part. Sorry. He said, Oh yeah, I know. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it'll go back up. Promise me. Um again that's why we're all here. I'm here to put a spark under people's butts because it's only a matter of time if you and it, I, you know this is not a pity party for me but if you had seen what I had seen you would be outraged like I am. Why is, no why is there no revolution because we are programmed we are fear the fear factor we are programmed with fear. I mean it's outrageous. What do we do? When you see something you like on television, if you see something that's positive, call into the stations. Give them positive feedback. Okay, we have to do this and, and it's wonderful because yes, it's very important to, keep, to, to come from the place of light. This is a healing process. We are going to fix our world because we have to.
1: <laughs> that's it, Gloria.
6: <laughs> what are you waiting for? go within, find out what your role is, and you will know. And then take action. But if we can do this in a constructive way, that's when we're going to be the most effective. We don't need a revolution. We need for each one of us to take responsibility and discover what it is that we truly believe in our heart. And when we listen from that place, we will be of the greatest service to ourselves and to humanity and to the world. I encourage you to take action today. Uh,
5: that, that reminds me of, the, of the, the cut of Kevin Barrett from that movie. Uh, Sean Hannity saying, Oh, you are extremists. And uh, Kevin runs over and says, You guys are the biggest extremists in the world. Uh, so it's not that we really want to be extreme or revolutionary, uh, that we already had an american revolution we have a constitution basically we have to reinstate the state against a subversive element that has taken it over and corrupted it yeah. Yeah. and as i don't think that people are all only uh, motivated with fear there's the old bread and circuses that, that you know work 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 tv sleep uh, that's what a lot of people are in uh but you don't have to get, I I think it's sort of like the salt in the soup, you don't have to get everybody. Uh, You have to get that sort of critical mass of thinking people. Um, We talk about this, what's the strategy, and I I really think the strategy is just to wake up more people.
7: I think one of the main reasons that people are so um, passive in the society has to do with control of information. There was a... There was a president of the Associated Students at San Diego State named Bill Early, and in the 80s he went to Germany to study German for like a semester. And when he came back he said, you know, I knew more what the U.S. was doing around the world when I was in Germany than I do here. And it didn't surprise me because people in Europe, people in many countries know a lot about what CIA does and what U.S. government does and U.S. military actions and the real cost on the ground of bombs falling. Uh, so control of information I think is a really huge one so as far as what can we do I think the first thing is don't believe anything that's been said here but find out for yourself is step number one is to each of us be an uh, independent investigative reporter, a critical consumer of information a compassionate co-creator of knowledge and so each of us has to take responsibility it's not a matter of waiting for some party to save us or some Democrat to save us, or some leader to save us. Each of us has to stand up and be a part. I know Gloria's behind. she just has to have
1: one more comment.
6: I, I just want to share my own experience. When I went to 9/11, I happened to be working on another book, and it was called uh, "Everything Is Possible." And through this experience, I realized what what I needed to do. And that meant that I put down the book that I had been writing for several years that was ready to go to press. The reason that I did it was because I realized what I had to do. And so I took the next several years writing this book. And it was my own little way in helping people to be able to stop the fear and find peace in a chaotic world. So I just want to encourage each one of you again, because within all of you, there is a mission. And find out what that mission is. And get into action today.
1: Cool. Hey, a couple of announcements here before we go on. Uh, Tom, come up here.
2: I just want to let people know that uh, tomorrow morning at 11:30 uh, downtown in front of the uh, M- NBC 739 studios, uh, some of the uh, San Diego's 9/11 Truth uh, members will be gathering. So anybody wants to join us, uh, it's their chance to speak out to people on the street. 11:30. Uh, in Horton Plaza, in front of NBC 739 Studio. Broadway and Broadway Circle.
1: And, and next, we have an, uh, a Martin Eater come up here. Just yourself. Martin has an announcement.
2: Uh, thank you. Just a quick plug for, um, uh, for our organization, Activist San Diego. We are a social justice network an information and mobilization hub here in San Diego dedicated to trying to keep all of you informed about what's happening. We put out a, a weekly email newsletter. It takes us about six hours to compile all of the things that are happening in San Diego. So in one email, you can find out how to get involved you know, before things happen. Uh, tomorrow night at 630, we have a potluck. And at 7 o'clock at the Activist Center, uh, a meeting about activism in San Diego and how to get involved, find out. We're just one of many, many organizations out there. If you want to come, we've got a table in the back, tell you how to get plugged in. And uh, really, we, we are all here because we need to change this world. We have to change this world. It will not survive unless we become active every single day. Thank
1: you. We can change this world. Activist San Diego, by the way, is the hub of pretty much all of the uh, activities uh, in San Diego, so keep in touch with them. Would you like to make an announcement as we come up close to 8.30? Okay. Okay, one more question
11: here then. Hi, everyone. My name is Hosna, and I am an Afghan Muslim. To some that are ignorant, um, I come from a religion that's terrorism, which I think (laughs) is completely outrageous, but... um, I wanted to, because um, uh, all the speakers were amazing, and I think that you guys touched on a lot of things. So there's not really a question I have, but I just an open question for everybody. Um, before I do so, I wanted to tell Jesus that since that professor told you that um, all Muslims um, happen to be terrorists, or wait, all terrorists happen to be Muslim, who's Ted Kaczynski, who's Timothy McVeigh? Are they Muslim too? Um, I don't think so. So, um, so on another note, I wanted to
0: say
11: was it's, oh yeah, the biggest one, George Bush. Um, I also wanted to say that um, it seems like every decade in time, there's a political ideology, a reasoning for us to go into war. First, there was fascism, then it was Nazism, then it was communism, and now it's terrorism. What's next?
1: Would you all, uh, like to comment on that? OK, we'll go to the next well, question. Yeah, I would like to comment on
5: that. Well, <laughs> this is a, the huge conspiracy theory, that all of this stuff has been, oh, this is nothing like it. Yes. yes, it is. <laughs> it is. That all this stuff has been arranged. Like, uh, I'm very fascinated by the whole 1917 thing, where you had, in 1917, you had, they set up the, the Cold War with the, with, with the Bolshevik thing, they set up the first, they got the US into the, first, uh, the Great War and the Second World War, the, the fight between fascism and, and so-called democracy. And they also created the seeds of the, the Islamic Zionist contest. And it's just such a coincidence. I, I used to play chess. And it's like a chess combination. that, that, that All this stuff was set in motion in 1917. Uh, so uh, that's a big conspiracy theory. But uh, I think, uh, I think con- this is rather a small planet. And you have a few very powerful people, and they can play with it like, like we can play with a ball.
6: Thank you. And I would just like to say that there will always be isms. There is a polarity in life, and there will always be the good, and there will always be the bad. And yet, for those that are of the good, we must speak up. We must take responsibility. It is within that action that we make a difference.
3: Uh, just a quick comment um, and I'll do it in little points here Jeb Bush Florida George W Bush daddy Bush HW uh, I'm sorry George HW Bush head of the CIA um, you've got Melvin Bush the younger brother was in charge of security for Marvin. the Twin towers Ma- Marvin sorry Marvin Melvin Marvin yeah younger brother so it's it's Uh, a family thing. It's the family plan that's going on here, and I didn't sign up for it. I think the rest of us didn't either, so we need to understand, too, that this has been happening. This has been something that a father's handed down to his sons, and they want to keep this going, and this is what we have to end.
1: Another question? Okay,
12: I just wanted to say that you guys are on MySpace, you should check out the uh, 9-11 Truth group. And it's at groups.myspace.com forward slash 9 truth. I'm a regular poster. So I just got finished seeing the movie called 9-11 uh, Press for Truth. And my take, on, my take on it was that it was kind of a whitewash where it diverted attention from the evidence of a controlled demolition and just focused on the families of uh, the 9/11 widows and also uh, also just focused on government complicity they showed clips of the controlled demolitions for a few seconds but again just went back to these diversions and it assumed that bin Laden was responsible and didn't take into account any of any of the things that um, Mike Kopass pointed out that the FBI doesn't have any hard evidence linking Bin Laden to 9-11. Uh, have any of you seen the 9-11 Press for Truth movie?
5: I haven't, I haven't seen it either, but from what you've said,
12: I completely agree
5: with you that, uh, for instance, one of my things about was mentioned earlier about uh, uh, Rupert uh, saying Cheney ran the whole thing. The problem with that is then you, the so- so-called solution would become just regime change. And not recognizing that these presidents are actually just puppets, um, so I think you're probably right on target.
12: Okay, I was just—I just kind of uh, compared it to Fahrenheit 9/11, which was seemed to just focus on uh, the Bush administration incompetence and uh, government complicity, but didn't look at any of the uh, actual evidence of a controlled demolition. Thank you.
3: I'd just like to make a quick mention here, please, if um, you get a chance, there is no memorial. For 9-11 so there is a site on the web if you could go to it to encourage them to put a memorial up i think that's the least we could do for all the souls that were lost that day so if you wanted to start somewhere that might not be a bad place to start
1: okay folks we're coming up on 8:30, and this is sort of what we promised uh, we would end it but we have so many questions here our panel will stay here and
0: we'll keep our microphone open So speaking that reminded me, Um, we do have, we are going, we have the room until 10 o'clock tonight. We want to honor the people who, we said it would end at 8.30 and if you need to go, we understand that and we honor that. But if you want to stay, we'll be here for questions. And then at 9 o'clock, we were going to do a memorial service. Jim Ellis was going to lead us in a memorial service for the victims of 9-11 and sort of for everyone. So that's the plan. So after a couple questions, we'll we'll let, who needs to go, go. Thank you.
13: Okay, my name is Kate, and I, I agree very much with a lot of the wonderful, inspirational, sort of high-level general things that people have said. But I have one specific question, because not too long ago, I got in an argument with the husband of a friend of mine who was very against the movie Loose Change. And um, the point, and, and I believe that the government was complicit Purposely negligent, you know. There's a lot of evidence that the principles for a new American century, the engineering stuff. I'm not technically competent enough to understand, uh, but the whole insistence on getting the puppet George W. elected in 2000 by Hooker, by Crook. I mean, I think there are a lot of things that point to the fact that they had this planned in advance and wanted to invade Iraq in advance and blah blah blah. Yeah, you know. but one thing that this fellow kind of left me stymied about was the whole idea that the Pentagon, that it wasn't a plane, that uh, it was a missile. And uh, he said to me that he had a friend who was killed in that plane, whatever it was, Flight 11 or whatever number it was. And there was another, a very famous lady attorney whose husband is in the Bush administration, Barbara Olson and Ted Olson. you know what happened to her? What happened to his friend that was killed? And you say, like, well, if that were true, what happened to these people? And I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and I was wondering how somebody would counter that because it bothered me to be the Very concrete question. Well, yeah, I
5: think from the audience, from the audience was a good response that that's what they want us to focus on. A lot of times they always make it as if the Pentagon was was our whole issue. Uh, the Pentagon is a very confused issue. Uh, as far as where, what happened to these people, how are we supposed to know without any subpoena power? Uh, we do know that, the, that 9-11 was done pretty much on a template of Operation Northwards, where the, where the, the, you had CIA recruited people on this plane, and the plane went somewhere else. Uh, so we, we can't know all the angles on it, but when they put out that footage, which was the same old footage they had put out before, there was, there was no plane on it, a lot of the witnesses turned out to be from... Uh, Gannett Newspapers, which is in Langley, Virginia, the same town as the CIA is based in. So uh, you cannot really do too much with witness witness evidence, even in court. Uh, so that's why I think uh, why we all say now the smoking gun is really to, uh, to control demolition. The thing, the thing is, you can't answer, like, all the questions
0: you can't answer. The point is, is that there are questions that need to be asked. And those, like, the fact that there are those questions there is, like, you know, if you can't explain that, say, okay, like, we don't have an answer to that but the point is like
1: there are these questions that the government is not answering. So that's the whole purpose of uh, opening up the uh the uh commission again to get the answers.
5: Or they could simply tap their phones and there's technology that will actually uh, based on a couple of minutes of a, of a tape recording of a person's voice, it will dub their imitation so the actor speaks the lines into the microphone and the computer speaks it in that person's voice, the mimicry of that person's voice.
3: Uh, people disappear. I, like I said before, we are disposable. I was dropped in the jungles with my mother to make my mother disappear. So... that's all I can say from a first-hand witness you know they made my grandmother disappear and they tried to make my mother and I disappear thank God she had a very persistent my grandmother was persistent in finding us so um, yes we can and people can disappear or they also um, are people that have been kind of put there as as like props or extras so to speak another question
14: I have a question and an appeal. The question is, are the uh, New York City Fire Department and the Police Department still under a gag order not to speak?
3: Uh, they, um, as, far as, I know, sorry. as far as I know, things are starting to dribble out. You'll see evidence of, of uh, different, uh, in, in 9-11 mysteries and some other things. Now you're getting, uh, it was just released, some of the first responders Uh, what they were talking about on the radio. So um, you'll see more and more of that coming out. Yeah, I mean, the gag order, of course, there's people's jobs at stake, but you will see, and if you haven't noticed on mainstream television lately, a lot of your first responders are dealing with um, health issues, uh, lung issues, because we were told as New Yorkers it was safe to breathe the air three days later. So um, on that, I mean, you'll see more of them coming through, I think, that route where the more they get sick, the more they speak out because they really, it's their jobs and their lives that are drastically changed.
14: My appeal is, uh, I work for a non-profit organization. We're based out of the VA hospital, La Jolla. And we deal, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I spent two years in Vietnam flying scout helicopters, in Vietnam and Cambodia. We have an organization that deals with well, we deal with all veterans, but primarily combat veterans because they have specific needs. We're up at Camp Pendleton every week. We're up again on Wednesday. We're seeing two more, uh, 200 uh, more Marines coming back. This is more some preparation because in February through March, we're going to have about 46,000 troops coming back from the first uh, Marine Expeditioning Force, and the second uh, force from uh, back east will take their place. The reason why I'm this up is because we see a lot of stuff of like killing going around the world with the military involved, your, your boots on the ground, the actual soldiers don't know what's going on. No, so I, I appeal to the San Diego. You see up mostly Marines in this area. I was in the Army in Vietnam, but Marines are sailors. Keep them in your hearts and prayers. Absolutely. And the reason why we're talking with these Marines is because of the PTSD issue. It's extremely bad. And I appeal to them. I, most people we're seeing now are colonels and majors. Next week we'll have one the generals will be there. <coughs> It's important to talk about these things right up front. I don't want anyone being like I did not held it back for 30 years through all the problems. And we've seen a whole bunch of problems with a lost generation of Vietnam veterans. I'm not complaining, I'm just, that's just the way it is. And I don't want to see any of these young people that are over now have to go through even a single day of uh, being ignored. So keep them in your hearts and prayers, and hopefully they'll, they'll wake up also to the truth.
7: Yeah, I just wanted to say a couple comments to that. I want to thank you, sir, for the work you're doing with the veterans. And I want to say that for myself, veterans are one of the most exploited and used groups and least helped. I had a student a a year ago, 25-year-old female, came back from Iraq with lupus, horrible back pain, does not sleep, and has post-traumatic stress disorder. 25 years old, her life's over. Her life's over. Who's homeless? I go with my students. We feed homeless people in the street. We do this every semester. And I know we're feeding some veterans. So people say support the troops. They run out and buy a flag that says made in China. And they run past past United States (laughs) veterans that are living on the street. Because who gives a goddamn about them now that we've used them? And they've got post-traumatic stress disorder from being forced to do horrible things and see horrible things. Who cares about them? So anything that has to do with helping veterans, I say, amen. And right now, we're in the process, by the way, of getting a bunch of boxes together. We're going to send a bunch of goodies to some, of, uh, some people who are in Iraq, because they're victims, too. They're also victims.
6: I would also like to say to that gentleman, sir, I would like to say to you that if you would like for me to come in and speak to some of your veterans, in helping them through that post-traumatic syndrome, I would be more than happy to do that. Thank you, Gloria. That's your end. (laughs) Uh,
1: Here's another question here.
15: Ready? Okay. My heart's about down there right about now. And it's obvious that there's some really bad stuff going on in the world. Um, 57% of the people think that there is, and about 110% of the people in here think that there is, there is. My question is for Gloria. How do you find the peace in this chaotic world without going completely crazy?
6: Thank you. Uh, The first thing that we need to do is acknowledge that it's there. And my heart goes out to you. And as we understand that it is there, then we need to take the time to go within ourselves, to quiet our mind, the racing mind that's hearing all this information, not to deny it, but to quiet the mind. And then go into that peaceful place that resides within each one of us. When we're in that state, all of this fear literally melts and dissolves. It dissipates because it does not exist beyond the reasoning mind. It is within that quiet place that we can find the peace. We can then bring that peaceful state back into this earthly realm. And when we do that, then we are participating as a part of the peace and the solution rather than the chaos and the problem
15: well that that was a big part of my question is that you know you can be a lot of screaming memes in the streets going, "We want answers, we want answers. You can be crazier than the people who are actually committing perpetrating these crimes and and the, and if you don't have sense about you and peace about yourself when you address the Senate or the or the people who are doing all of these things, we're either helpless victims who can't do any not victims, but helpless because we're too wild and crazy, nobody'll listen to us or." Somehow we've got to get ourselves together, organized, and peaceful, so that we really can do it. You know, I remember when the folks, um, when they had the um, all the Latinos marching in the streets, in the stopping the traffic, and how because of the uh, immigration laws, and people were like, oh, "Well, they're marching in the streets, a big deal." The government didn't do anything about, didn't make any changes, didn't even step up. I, I feel like them, trying to have a voice and not having any voice because they were just marching, going nuts, so that's my question.
6: Well, and another part of the peace coming to you is by getting into action for whatever it is that you feel that you need to do. And by doing that, you will realize great peace because then you are living out what you were intended to do and you are being a service to humanity.
3: Um, at this point, I, I've, after I've dealt with my post-traumatic stress disorder, after seeing what I saw, I look at the events, and my life in particular, as a blessing, and you might find that bizarre, but it is, it's a blessing. I have been blessed to be able to um, see a major part of history, and with that, and with what I saw that day, I am choosing to ride with the spirit that initially, was that of compassion, peace, love. I've never seen New Yorkers come to the aid of total strangers. That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life was how New Yorkers responded to each other with compassion and sheer love. And if we had taken that and rode with that, instead of it being distorted, into making a war as opposed to peace, which is where it was going. We just wanted to take care of each other after this event. And it was taken away from us. I want it back. I want that feeling back. And I think we should all have that feeling because that's what it's about, the compassion and the love and taking care of each other as human beings.
7: I just want to throw in my my 25 cents on this one. Uh, For me, the more evil there is, the more opportunity there is to do good. The more evil there is, the more opportunity there is to do good. The more horror we're willing to look at in the face, uh, the more opportunity there is to do good. Uh, Martin Luther King said that uh, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. So I think we have to focus on light as an information and love. Number
1: one. Thank you, sis.
16: Okay, another question. I have a question for all of you guys. Uh, I totally, I mean, I believe that we're in the 11th hour. I mean, this is serious. Uh, you know, basically, we're dealing with sociopaths. People who, the majority of us in this room, you know, we're, we're just trying to live and, and live in harmony with one another, peace and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. we're dealing with sociopaths here. And they don't think the way we think. These people are serious. If you don't believe me, you can do a, a Google search to a, a new American century, and they lay out, their entire global plan for all of us. Uh, I, not only that, but I don't know if many of you are familiar with the, uh, the American Union. That's the big thing that's being pushed on us now. Uh, that's the merge with Canada and Mexico. There will be no boundaries. And if you don't, go to SPP.gov. Go read it for yourself, like he said. But I don't want to get into a big debate here. I'm preaching to the choir for most of you. Uh, two, thing, two things I wanted to plug, and I want to ask you guys a question. One is, uh, there's a book that's real good, Terror Conspiracy by Jim Mars. I'm reading that now. That's really good. And also, a a film that I recommend to everyone uh, to see is Who Killed John O'Neill. That's a very good one. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Very. And my question to all of you guys is, right now, all the rhetoric they're talking about right now with Iran and Syria, we're hearing the same stuff right now. Over and over, it's the same they're talking about the weapons of mass destruction. I mean, you can go back and study that the CIA gave the Iranians nuclear technology that most Americans don't realize. And what I feel bad for is the majority of us are so, we, we've turned off our minds. And we're feeding, we're feeding into the propaganda. They're pushing all of these, these type of uh, torture and risk-related uh, type films on us. And the majority of us, we go to the, the films and watch this stuff. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm a little bit nervous, you all. <clears throat> but uh, my, my question f- uh, for you all is, do you believe that we're in 11 hour and that the root of all of this is the very premises of 9-11? And uh, unless we can prove that this thing is definitely they pulled it off, because every single time they keep using this excuse, 9-11, Iraq, 9-11, on and on, do you believe that? That's the primary principle of just of cutting the legs out from under this thing in order for us to have success. Well,
5: I, I think that we're probably way past uh, the 12th hour and borrowed time uh, that because too many people are asleep. And as you say, sociopaths uh, and sleeping committees are running the world, psychos. Uh, it's like Dr. Strangelove. And, so I think definitely, yes, uh, 9-11 is a big wake-up call. And
6: I absolutely do not believe we are in the 11th hour. As Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make us feel in any way without our permission. Each one of us can get into action and make a difference, and I encourage you to do so. Uh,
3: Just one thing is is that... Uh, Globally, it doesn't matter who's doing what, our mother is retaliating, and our Mother Earth is is giving us grief at this point. We won't have a choice if we don't clean up our acts, because this planet will not allow us to continue on the path that we are taking, and that is destroying, digging, and doing all kinds of environmentally horrible things that are affecting us so it's it's as a as a humanity needs to get it together because it doesn't matter the hurricanes are going to come and the quakes are going to come and we really need to snap out of the pattern that we're in stop being desensitized by television and video and this and that and and take some quiet time find the peace within ourselves and and protect our mother, our great mother, our Mother Earth, because she's mad now.
7: I just want to say two things real quick uh, in, uh, in uh, response to, to what you said. Um, what are they, my mate's going black here. Uh, one of them is that I don't divide the world up into good and evil. I think the line between good and evil runs through every heart. I've done evil things, and I've done good things, and I believe all of us have. So I'm not into identifying certain people as totally evil and I'm totally good, because that's just not real. However, there are things happening that are harmful that we need to stand up to. Uh, and the last thing is just a, a, a hopeful note. I think that if, in fact, this was a government operation, which I personally believe that it was, it was different in the sense that it killed so many Americans in a, in a violent manner. There have been a lot of Americans killed because of government operations, but there was experiments and different things. So I think this one has a real, real uh, potential to really wake up everybody. I mean, if people come to the conclusion that that was an inside job, there's going to be all kind of hell to pay. Uh, And you know, like Iraqis being blown up 100,000, who cares? But if you take 3,000 Americans and people come to believe that, I think there's a tremendous potential for change. Shouldn't be that way, but it is.
16: I just want to respond uh, to yours. I found peace with myself, but I also have a conscience and to know that I have to make a change. And when you when you and you go and you do the research and you hear about programs called Rex 84, are you familiar with that program? Mm-hmm. You should be. Okay. And when you read Rex 84 and what they've got designed for us, I think we're not in the. I understand what you're saying, and we must be centered within ourselves to make a change. And when you read what's what's being prepared for us. We do. We do have to make a stand. Well, that's my whole
0: point.
6: But that was my whole point. We do have to make a stand, each one of us. Because we're all sitting in this room and we're talking about it. And who knows how many other rooms are filled tonight and tomorrow. And as each and every single one of us does something about whatever we believe in, that is what makes the difference.
5: Perhaps perhaps we could talk a little bit about practical matters. What are the actions that are best ones to take? Uh, I'm with 9-11 because I think you get the most bang for the buck. That's the Achilles heel of the, whatever they are, cabal, clique, New World Order. Um, within that, what are the best things to do? Maybe to go within your own community. If you belong to, if you're a lawyer, talk to lawyers or something like that. Maybe we can brainstorm a little bit about that, because I think we're pretty much agreed on the the theory. What about the practice?
1: Thank you, John. Okay, another question here.
5: Hi, JD
17: Mooma of humanexcellence.com. I'm really encouraged to see so many people here. I wasn't sure who was going to be here, what kind of people, the amount of people. And it's nice to know that uh, there's part of my human family here in San Diego that is conscious enough and loving enough to come out and learn more and be able to go back and teach other people. I'm reminded of a uh, story that my friend tells. She travels the world and uh, goes to indigenous uh, tribes. And one she tells from an African tribe, the lady, uh, she asked the head person there, how come you don't have any prisons here? There's no guards. There's no handcuffs. What do you do with your bad people? And he said, well, it's simple. We put them in the middle of a circle of their friends, and we remind them of all the great things they've done in their life. So for us to continue to point out into the world what is so much wrong, we end up not growing the roses in our rose garden, but mostly spending our time pulling weeds. It's good to pull weeds, but I I myself can get caught up in pointing out so easily so much what is wrong in life. Uh, I also know that we're also having a lot of conversations about symptoms and not the cause. And I believe the cause really is how we're training human beings. We train them from an early age in our school system to be sheeple, obedient, they do not know how to exercise, how to make loving eye contact, how to give somebody a hug, how to take care of their bodies, how to eat. By the time they're done with the school system, they hate life, they hate reading, they they barely want to read another book, and this is a continuous system that we have that provides people for our industrial nation. Then, if things don't go so well in the school system, we send them into another system to train them to kill other human beings called the military. Uh, it's right here in our face. We have three major operations here on this corner of the United States that trains human beings to kill, uh, we call it, call it whatever you want, Marines, Army, nice, nice, nice. It's like calling it chemotherapy, okay? It is toxic chemical therapy, okay? It's not even a ther- therapy uh, in the world of, of say, cancer. Uh, Telemundo TV was here tonight, and they interviewed several people anybody has their .com or whatever, <clears throat> I would like to know that. I think we should uh, owe them an appreciation if they're going to be getting the word out. That's a major media uh, venue. Rosa Parks got on a bus, and she bucked the system in a major way. A lot of us have an opportunity and the courage you, courage enough to get here tonight. Uh, my question is, uh, based on our buying habits, okay, we put people into power so i don't know if anybody here could raise their hand and say yes i buy only organic food i don't toxify the planet i buy my clothes from only organic manufacturers and yet we go they're wrong they're wrong they're wrong but our spending dollar every day empowers these people to treat us and the planet poorly we have sick individuals being led by sick individuals okay it's it's all of us and i encourage us to in all of our parts so i would like to know what you know what we can do that addresses Causes. I hear a lot of symptom talk.
5: Well, like I say, I'm in the 9-11 thing because I think you get the most bang for the buck. There's a lot of good issues out there that we could be working on. The trouble is that uh, all those initiatives that we could start are neutralized because we don't have the leverage uh, until we can Until we can get rid of this this clique that are are, are poisoning the planet, Uh, everything we do is is neutralized. Uh, So I think we really have to take the bull by the horns. So that's why I'm putting my energy into 9-11 rather than, say, uh, my my sympathies are very strong with this uh, war on Islam. I think that's a very big crime. But I'm actually putting my energy on 9-11 rather than, than, than protesting the war in Iraq, because I don't think that's the, 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 the shortest, that's the, the best leverage is with 9 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you want to get to, that that is where you have the, the most bang for the buck. Because, okay. we, have some, we have some
1: <laughs> more than. questions coming up. Okay. <laughs> Got another question here? Come We're going wrap it up
17: here. Hi, my name's Eric. And the question I have for you is I. Uh, One of my friends who I've been working for a while suggests that we're all like a group of rats being led down a dead end street, and that we're going into a trap here, and that eventually that trap is going to be closed. And what I'd like to know is what indications are we going to have coming up in the near future that this huge entity that's creating all this terror is going to be kind of nervous that we're realizing that that we're in a trap and that we're going to try to escape, and they're going to try and close that trap. What indications are we going to have
5: that that trap's being closed? It sounds like, sounds like, uh, that sounds something like maybe a nuclear 9 11 or something. What's
15: the
3: question mean? Are you talking about signs that we should look for at this yeah. particular point? Okay. Um, well, one of the things that we should uh, take note of is that there are more, um, and and our president uh, spoke about this the other day, the secret CIA prisons, okay? Fort Chaffee, Arkansas, I've been there with my mom, she was a federal marshal there. And these are being made into prisons where people will just disappear. Can we say Guantanamo Bay, all right? How many people live there that that people don't even, they, they have no trial, I mean, people disappear. And that's the problem, is we need to take note of these subtleties that are happening. We need to read through the mainstream media and we desperately need to support the, the web and, and all the things that you are hearing about today, the people that are putting these books out. you know, We are, have to support them. When, like I said, when you see something positive, Call them and tell them so they know that they're doing the right thing. The feedback is very important, not just the negative feedback, the positive feedback so we can have something to work with, okay? But again, you will see the subtleties in the mainstream media that our issues are being avoided. Another thing I've noticed is, and I've written to the History Channel about this, Because we have the technology now, your computer graphics, I mean it's beautifully done how the towers came down according to how uh, the administration wants us to think it came down. History channel, the National Geographic channel, the distorted history that's being fed to us in mainstream media. So we are blessed to have these things, like V Headlines was just, we lost all our funding. Even if it's a few dollars, anything, if you can help anybody out so that we can keep the window to the real world open, then that's a start. But yes, look, do your own research. Get curious because you'll be able to find the answers that you're looking for.
18: Yeah, I just want to make a comment. Uh, Martha made beautiful press packs and we sent out 24 press packs to every local TV and radio station. And what was amazing is I had six yeses of the of the local news they were all split channel 9 channel 10 every single one of the uh, editors said they'd be here tonight where are they yeah yeah. so they all uh, what's channel 10 here okay great because there are great people there and we sent them terrific press kits and every time we spoke to them they said You know we want to be there so there are good people in news however um, they all report to um, General Electric owns you know Disney Viacom so but we just this is our hammer guys 9-11 truth is is absolutely our tool as John said and knowledge is power
5: 9-11 is the Reichstag fire this is the enabling act of the new fascist terror regime. We've got to catch them on 9-11, or we're going to be under Hitler. That's right. John.
19: My name's John. I'm a member of St. Egan's for 9-11 Truth. And um, I want to know, based on the government story, if I'm a hijacker on an aircraft, and I take over a plane of that sophistication based on uh, my abilities. What does it take to turn a transponder off? Is that simply a click of a switch or an inputting of a code? Uh, Even at that point, when I'm 30,000 feet in the air after boarding an aircraft as a passenger, how the hell do I know where I'm at? And even at that point, how the hell do I know where to get where I'm going? And once I'm able to do that, assuming I have that ability, how do I uh, penetrate our infrastructure, um, NORAD specifically, and hit those targets?
5: How do 400-pound Arabs with uh, a box cutter, which is not a weapon, overpower a lot of 250-pound Americans? <laughs> yeah. uh, j- just to follow up on that question there,
1: the uh, least wants me to talk about it, uh, being a retired Pan-American pilot, I've retired in 91, as a commercial pilot, and I have flown these airplanes, we are trained very specifically and over and over from problems that we have in the airplanes. There is an emergency transponder frequency, and there is a VFR, and then special codes for the different uh, districts around the country. But there's a hijack code, and it takes you literally a split second to flip it in. It's on the center panel of the airplane. Both pilots can flip it in, and they're trained specifically. it was extremely odd that of four airplanes that were supposed to be hijacked, for some reason, those eight pilots were not able to uh, allot Less than a half a second to reach down and flip in a hijack code, which leads me to believe the planes were not hijacked the way we were taught, the way that we we're led to believe. And as far as uh, uh, amateur pilots being able to fly large commercial airplanes, it's, 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 it's not possible at all. It takes continuous training and uh, talents to fly the airplane. These are extremely complicated airplanes to fly. And you cannot put, and they're, and they're designed for two pilots. That's why they're up there. They're not designed for one amateur pilot. And so, to think that these uh, um, would-be pilots were able to take over a large commercial airplane and fly it anywhere—they could not even keep an airplane level, straight and level, for less, for more than fifteen seconds, because the planes are all designed via computers and all of the field in the airplane is artificial feel. you're not really feeling the airplane when you fly a little Cessna 172 and you turn left and right or pull up or down you're actually feeling the feel of the airplane it's completely different on the large commercial airplanes it's all computerized it's all artificial and it takes continuous training in simulators and, and staying up to date with the airplane as well and so to, to answer john's questions it's very, very unlikely. I mean, the, uh, statistically, it would be so far off the chart that those planes were hijacked by amateur pilots.
0: We're going to have to conclude our evening here. I, I want everyone to join me in thanking these wonderful speakers. For- We have information about signing up in the back. Nelise actually has some announcements. Oh,
18: okay. I just want to remind you because we do have, uh, we have, tomorrow is September 11th. And Tom and April have arranged uh, to have us down in front of NBC Studios. Okay? So you can park at Horton Plaza, go in and have lunch, or, I don't know, buy a soda or something, and then be out in front at the NBC Studios. And also, I want to, uh, where is Jim Ellis? Oh, right here, I want Jim to just mention, because we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a...
5: a so so on, that, on that date, it's 11.30, right? Yeah. 11.30, tomorrow, in front of NBC Studios, that's where we're gonna have the honoring ceremony. And it's not just for those who passed on those days, on that date, it's for all of life, and all, life everywhere. So a lot of politicians use people's deaths with the benefit of politics, we're gonna honor not just their lives, but all of our lives at, on the, at that site tomorrow.
1: How, how, we have, uh, these young ladies back here have been standing so patiently, at least one of them. This one, c- come on up here. The, the others have sort of snuck up there, but the last one, come on up here and ask your question. there
0: you go. Hi, um, I believe that the same powers that be that are pulling the strings that are responsible for this are the same ones that are genetically modifying our food supply, and if we eat this food, we will not be able to resist all of this, and more of us will die eventually from eating this food than 9-11, I think, and how can
15: we stop it? I did hear (laughs) bio-organic
3: buy organic make sure it's organic you know what's really nice is the farmers markets you know they you you get to know and have a a rapport with the people in the farmers market so if you have that here I know we have it in Santa Monica um, that's a good place to shop for food I mean you can see it in our children you can see how our children are overweight because the food is not meant to uh, nourish us it's meant to pacify us it's meant to um, do harm to our bodies, a lot of the general stuff. So we do need to be conscious of that because these are our temples and this is what we're gonna work with. So um, yes, we do have to be aware of that because it's definitely, uh, I know that the food is getting very weird. (laughs) And so we do need to be aware of that also.
1: And if you're in the Ocean Beach area, it'll be um, co-op, Ocean Beach co-op market has all the good organic food. OB Peoples, there, OB Peoples Co-op.
3: Hi, I actually don't have a question. I just want to make a statement that I have a lot of friends that come up to me and say, hey, what can we do? What can we do? And my husband reads probably four or five hours a day worth of 9-11 material and movies and just constantly is informing himself and myself and the rest of our family. And, uh, I, by the way, I'm Jesus' niece. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's beside the point. Anyway, my point is, is let's think outside the box and start doing other things beside what can we do? Why don't we start making movies more? M- publishing our own zines? Talking to people? Doing things that are not the norm? Taking a bunch of balloons and flying banners inside of shopping malls that have statements on them? Think outside the box. Start doing something. Uh, anything. <laughs> I can say that, yeah absolutely, these make great Christmas presents as well as as the books that are being discussed here and everything that we've worked on, slip them in if you have to, get the information in, you know, play it, uh, stick it in somebody's VCR that you know needs the information, okay, We, we we can do this, we can, if we give the information, who cares what anybody thinks? Okay, give the books that you, that you feel will be able to uh, relay the message to the people that you like. Again, Christmas presents, birthday presents, all the books and DVDs here, I highly suggest.
6: And I, I am in alignment with you when you say do something. Uh, when you say do anything, I just want to encourage people that whatever it is that they're doing, they do it from 100% integrity.
1: Okay, thank you.
8: My name is Kathleen, and Monica, this question will be addressed to you. Um, The war on terror is actually a psychological warfare against the American people. And a lot of people don't realize that. We all wonder, why are there so many blind people? Why won't they open their eyes? But there's a whole psychological process. And speaking as a psychologist, that goes on with that. If anybody's familiar with the grief stages, Elizabeth Kubler Ross, which was one of the you know, godsends about grief, talking about the, the denial, the anger, the depression, the, the um, eventual acceptance, the bargaining, thank you. You'll notice, I'm sure, that all of you feel that. And you know what? Your government, our government of our country, which we love, comes out and they know when to push the buttons. They know when we are feeling at peace. They know when we're afraid. But when you consider that most of the American population today has a higher percentage of PTSD, and for those of you that don't know that that's post-traumatic distress syndrome, that can be from being molested as a child, that can be being tortured in different various ways, from domestic violence, many different ways. And Monica, what I would like to ask you, knowing that psychological, and it, it is wonderful, and when you can find peace, but the government knows how to take that piece away from you, and they know when to take that piece away from you. And that's what's scary, and that's what cripples so many people where they go into denial. How do you battle that knowing that you've had PTSD and knowing that they can bring you right back to that point of that fear and that terror and make you experience that again? How do you move on from that?
3: Thank you. That's a great question. how did I move on? You know, I, I believe me. I had to deal with some things just being with my mother that were unbelievable. I found something that made it different. My whole life was different before 9/11, but when I saw that, I really tried to find within me again, looking within oneself and finding where do I lie and what's my po- what am I here for? What am I here for? And I realized when I inhaled what I inhaled that with that came the souls of all these people. And that changed my world. That my besides my son was in those buildings two weeks before this happened. That alone, and yes, it's a psychological warfare. And the psychological warfare is something that is done through fear. But if we can find the humanity within ourselves and not care so much about what somebody thinks, but what we can do, then that's how we get through. Yes, yeah, it's a war in its own way, psychological war, but you know something, there's spirit. And I truly believe spirit, our spirits as human beings, the great spirit, the spirit, we are all connected. We are all connected. Truly, by DNA, that's my belief system. So with that, those people that day, part of me died that day too, but another part of me began to live. And that's where we need to find that part of us that that has it within ourselves. Again, if you can't find it, it's in a child's eyes. That's where you find it. Find whatever is closest to you, look at it, Treasure it, love it. Every day is important. And that's where I find my peace and my family. My family is, is very important. Family is very important. And that's something that I think is our strength. Whatever your strength is, go there. But we can find it with each other. We can.
6: And I would just like to say that if you can't find it, pick up the book, stop the fear. Finding peace chaotic world because it is in there how to find that peace step by step by step
0: Okay, we're gonna have to, we have gone 45 minutes beyond where we said we would stop at 830 so um, I'm gonna bring this to a close if you'd like to stay sign up um, my copas has the information again on the citizens grand jury there are books and information at the back and uh, one more round of applause and thank you <laughs>